This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is Front Row on the Bigger Picture and I'm Sharmila Ganesan. A current exhibition called Bujokan Samilir or Feathering the Breeze is showing a collection of sculptural works by local artist Tengku Sabri Ibrahim. Uh, and besides the exhibition itself, there are also virtual exhibition tours happening online. So with us to tell us more about the show is its curator Jafar Ismail from Fergana Art. Thank you for joining us, Jafar. Oh, thank you very much, Amila. Um, so maybe uh, you can start off with uh, what the title means, Bujukan Samiler. Bujukan Samiler, uh, the, the title, Bujukan is actually uh, you are menjinakkan or you're taming the wind, right? Mm. Taming is, uh, is, is you're persuading, taming, uh, you know, talking slowly to the wind. And Samiler is, is a breeze, the kind of breeze is very... Um, uh, not not a storm, but it's a breeze. Like you know, when you're by the beach, you can see the leaves of the kashorina and whatnot. Right? That that's a kind. That's what similar is. So it's a very light breeze, uh, but it's also uh, uh, in 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 the in the, in the east, east coast Malaysia or or Kelantan, Terengganu, and Kedah. There is a word where they koho koho, where it is slowly, slowly, you know, <laughs> working things out. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. what is the connection between that title and uh, the works that are being shown, Tengku Sabri's yeah. sculptures? Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, the Tengku Sabri sculpture is, is basically the show is about a healing process of Tengku Sabri. Uh, Sabri uh, suffered a stroke and a, a mm. couple of stroke attacks in late 2014 and early 2015. So for for close to a year and a half, if not two years, he can hardly work as a sculptor because he was just weak, you know, losing his strength and whatnot. Uh, and and to the Malays, uh, the, the healing arts of the Malays. To the Malays, everything is about win. If you if you are sick, you are you are healthy, uh, in in health, in illness, and also in enjoyment and leisure, it's always about win. I mean, you in in leisure and enjoyment, you say makan angin, <laughs> uh, and if you are if you're not well, you say uh, sakit angin, you know. There's always something wrong with the angin with you, so so the the idea and stroke itself, the Malay word for stroke is angin ahma. So uh, the it, in the Malay, in the old shamanistic bomo way of uh, dukun way of healing, right? Is always the bomo will try and manage the wind. Uh, if you can manage the wind slowly, you'll get yourself. Yeah, this is part of the part of the, the curing part of uh, this kind of sickness. Huh? So so we decided then that. And 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 there is a, a very traditional way of healing, which is uh, called mind where where the the the, the in the, feet, the the shaman the shaman in a Malay healing actually is a woman. Uh, so mind putri mind putri or mind in the East Coast they call it is where the the female shaman come and exercise all the bad winds, all the ill winds away from you out of your body, so you become well. So. So this idea of feathering the breeze, the idea of taming the winds, the wind of desire, the wind of uh, you know ill winds, so it's really quite quite central to the idea of how Sabri structure his show. Yeah, so it is a it is a series of sculptures. Um, mm-hmm. So I was curious about what we would see because I do understand also that part of the journey of the show is his struggle to get back to making art in the first place. That's true. Uh, so what we did was uh, we started with the sculpture work, uh, and then uh, both of us decided that we should put the drawings in. Uh, so the, the the show itself is by, uh, a few components. The key component, of course, the ten sculptural installation, 
which is Sabri talking to himself and, and uh, reflecting, uh, looking at himself and reflecting on his life, uh, you know, his sense of mortality, uh, his weakness, uh, because, you know, being uh, debilitated by stroke and how he's going to manage uh, uh, the idea of sculpting again. And then that's where the wind comes again, the idea of the wind, the metaphor of the wind. So he is going to, he decided that to get an assistant to assist him to do the sculptor, to translate into physical form. That means he's sculpting by talking. Talking itself is management of the wind, <laughs> uh, vocal cords and whatnot. Mm. So the, the wind is a very, uh, becomes like a central idea in the show. And then we decided also to, to show uh, about 75 drawings. Uh, so the drawings were made from... Uh, you know the late uh, the late eighties, early nineties, right up to the to the to the time when he to today, so to speak, when he's recovering from the stroke. The idea was also re- retrospective for the drawings is to show how Tengku Sabri evolves. Eh? Uh, you know he manifests new ways of making forms. Uh, how how he departed from the traditional uh, sculptural work, which is generally associated with uh, with with uh, Malay craftsmanship. Which is decorative, ornate, uh, ornamental. Uh, so he decided to take it into a postmodernist or modernist sculpture, and and in a way, he actually he went back to almost the sculpture form that he's he's working on now. He's almost like what that a tribal ethnographic kind of uh, kind of feel to it or form to it. So uh, it, while returning to the roots of actual sculpting practice of the of the Malays or the Nusantara where it's very, very, you know, totemic and, and, and uh, reduction of form to the essentialism, so to speak. Uh, so he's also uh, being able to expand the idea of sculptor to an installation, not a, not a single monumental piece of, of, uh, of, of, of structure, you know. Mm. Uh, so this makes it more interesting. So Sabri is actually entering into a arena of the expanded field of painting or the expanded field of sculpture, which is where it should really belong, in a way, much more interesting. So these uh, these works are, are meant to be viewed as part of an installation rather than as individual sculptures? They, they, uh, yes, I mean, uh, conceptually, it should be a totally uh, single installation of 10 works, uh, but each of them survive on their own as well, mm. uh, intrinsically on their own. Mm. Besides the drawings, we also have uh, uh, Tengku Sabri also, uh, we produce, publish a book where he wrote books, short stories and notes about uh, during the period that he's recovering. So we produce a book called Litangkap Gergasi, I mean, uh, uh, arrested by the giant, you know, cap- captured by the giant, uh, which is uh, uh, 20 short stories that he wrote while he's recovering. He's trying to recover and the recovering is basically his, uh, he used art to recover, you know, as a process of recovery. Could you could you help situate, um, for those who may not be entirely familiar with Tengku Sabri's career and his work, um, he has been on the scene for, gosh, a, a couple of decades now? Yeah, more, more than more that. Than he that finished, yeah. He, yeah, he finished ITM, uh, got his Bachelor of Fine Arts degree probably about 1986. Yes. Maybe. 86, he started yeah. in 82. And he comes from a generation of sculptors. I mean, his late father was a very well-known uh, palace sculptor almost, you know. I mean, was uh, wood cover in the in the palace of Traganu. His grandfather was the same. So he's got multi-generation uh, craftsmen, eh? skill in wood carving, uh, working with uh, not so much fine metal, but mainly wood. Uh, and and with, uh, with uh, you know, with a palace, so to speak. So so he comes from that tradition. 
and how uh, has his um you mentioned that this this particular um in this particular exhibition is is very much about this process of recovery um but mm-hmm. compared to the works before what kinds of changes and evolution do we see uh the, the main thing is, is this is probably the first time he is um his he color his sculpture his sculptures you know uh instead of uh leaving the wood as it is uh, in its raw form, uh, which he used to prefer to, to which was his preference before, for this time, is all the ten sculptures he, he painted them, he coloured them, so he reduced uh, the dependence on the the material itself. So the viewer will look at pure form, uh, colour in 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 pastel and bright colours, you know. Uh, so this is quite interesting, a real departure from his normal work, and and this was probably why. Uh, when we can look at it, we look from a pure form and uh, the uh, how how this this you can the, the emotional responses to form rather than to the material. Mm. So so it's quite interesting in that way. It also sounds like uh, while situating itself within that um, within a tradition of Nusantara sculpture, it also feels like a, a departure from that idea. Oh yes, it is. Yes, of, of course it is. You know, because uh, Nusantara sculpture is always very, uh, very. I mean, there's the high level of craftsmanship in it, right? Yeah, this one, Sabri, basically, there's a sense of uh, a rough hewn, uh, a little bit unfinished. You know, the idea of uh, what's going to become next. You know, so there's always a point of departure here in every of the work, uh, although it looks like it's steel, but as if it's going somewhere. So that, that's a sense that I got from when I put the show together. And because it's a non-linear kind of uh, installation, uh, it's a conversation piece or events between 10 different sculptures. They are talking to each other. And basically, he is talking to himself. And himself is being reflected through the work. So, I mean, I mean that, that, that's how it's very interesting. But, but there's no linearity in it. But the non-linear structure of telling a story is very Nusantara because it's almost... Uh, how I say magical realism. I think that's 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 how it is. So it's quite comfortable. Yeah. I believe this um, a, a portion of these works was shown last year at at Balai Seni, right, as part of a group exhibition. Uh, yeah, in 2018. Oh gosh, it's been it's been two years. Yes. Yeah, yeah two years. In yeah, 2018, yeah. we had a show. Uh, he produced a set of drawings called dark drawings. And in this show, we also have a special section for dark drawings. The dark drawings is, is almost him exercising himself and also investigating and thinking about his sense of uh, the inability to continue work as a sculptor. As, oh, as an artist, right? A sculptor, you know, I mean, you, you need strength, you need physical strength to actually do the work. Uh, but over time, I think he rationalized that he can actually... Uh, he can actually uh, get an assistant to do most of the work, the physical work, while he he prepared the sketches, the drawings, the instructional, and and supervise the assistant on in in a very direct manner. Mm. What would you say are some of the highlights of this particular exhibition, Bujukan Samilir? The highlight for me is that uh, this one particular piece that uh, a couple of pieces that really uh, threw me off balance a little bit. One. Uh, he opened the show. He opened the set of sculpture. He opened with a with a with a sculpture of two figures, uh, with his the the sorcerer's lesson. 
you know, a sorcerer, the master sorcerer giving a lesson <laughs> to the to the to the pupil, and, and that's very interesting. But that goes into the uh, right into the terrain of the Malay mind, the Malay magical realism mind, and then it's also at the boundary bit of faith, beliefs, and 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 things like that, right? So that's quite interesting. And then the other one, the other one that intrigued me a lot more was uh, a sculpture uh, uh, that is. A title licking the sun, menjilat matahari. Yeah? So, the idea of light, the idea of heat, yeah? the cahaya, and also heat, uh, panas or suju, you know. Uh, and then the idea if uh, the sense of failure, and in some parts of the Malay mythology or stories, right? If you fail, if you are a failure, gagal, you be. Uh, your parents or your grandfather or some elder in the, in the community will say, you know, you better go and lick the sun, you know, jilat <laughs> matahari. Yeah. You know? It's a punishment for failure or or, or not being successful, uh, so to speak, you know. Yeah. So that intrigues me a lot, you know. So, yeah. What do you think um, in today's in today's climate? You know, everything that we're going through this year. How how do you think that will relate to the exhibition itself? Oh, I mean, I mean, without without sounding to be a little bit cliche, right? Uh, the virus, the virus is 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 transmitted largely by air. In fact, in fact, one of the most uh, interesting comment by a BBC journalist before, you know, when 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 Wuhan started, right? A journalist said, you know, how 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 is China going to manage the air of this virus? Huh? How is going to China going to tame this virus? Huh? Mm-hmm. And 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 then we go back to this exhibition, we see that the the resilience of the artist uh, himself. Managing the managing the the ill winds of his body, so to speak, of his soul, uh, is is it is a signature of resilience, and I think it is this show fits very well with the with the COVID structure where people are losing hope, people are getting a bit desperate, a bit sad, uncertain, and here is an artist who's you know who's a sculptor, not not just a normal artist, a sculptor who who rely a lot on physical strength. I mean he. His indomitable spirit, like, keep fighting and resisting and producing work uh, without, without sense of fear, without uh, you know fearless, uh, so to speak, uh, and, mm. and that I think is is commendable. Uh. So it fits well with this idea, with the national, how do I call it, the collective fear of the nation now. Mm. Uh, some kind of uh, I don't know fearfulness, I think, of going out, of meeting people, of communicating. So just to just to wrap up, um, I I know that you know it's not the easiest time for people to go out and physically see an exhibition either. Um, mm-hmm. So you guys are offering a a video a virtual tour. Yeah, uh, I look at various uh, virtual tour that's available from the internet, right? Various software you can buy, plug in, you know, plug and play software. I decided against it. Uh, what we did was when we opened the show, when we finally finished installing installing the show, we we hired a video crew video crew to go and shoot. Uh, the show as it is, and go deeper into each of the each of the painting or each of the sculpture, and and then drawing and whatnot. Get a better sense of of how people were going to communicate properly. So it's a bit more expensive because we have to hire a video crew. It takes a bit more time to edit and whatnot. But I think it should fulfill a little bit more than just you know uh, buying an off-the-shelf software and clicking in, clicking here, here, there, and whatnot. Because one of the problems of virtual art is that People still have to see it, right? Mm, that's right. Yeah, but but that's the way. I mean, that's how the that's how the, the that's how the way of the world is now, right? So yes. You just have to be innovative you know, and, and work with what you can. Yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jaffa. Thank I you, Shamila. <laughs>
I've been speaking with Fagana Arts Jaffa Ismail about their current exhibition called Bujukan Samilir or Feathering the Breeze. Uh, and that's a solo sculptural exhibition by artist Tengku Sabri Ibrahim. Uh, the show is on until the 27th of October at the White Box in Publica. But given current times, you can also go on a virtual tour of the exhibition and that's available on Fergana Art's YouTube channel. So for more information, you can visit Fergana Art on Facebook. If you've missed any part of this in- interview or any previous front row segments, you can download the podcasts on bfm.my, on our BFM app or on Spotify. You've been listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.